You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold, and we are heading into Conflicted Steve Week because the Saints face the Eagles. How are you feeling about it, Steve? You know what? Normally... I always want, obviously, Saints to win just because it betters my chance at the postseason, typically. But this year, an Eagles win helps their draft pick. So, and doesn't really do much for the Saints. So, I, I don't know. I can't I can't say I'm leaning towards Philadelphia in the game when the Saints are the team I cover. There's still more loyalty, I think, towards the Saints now than Philadelphia, if that's weird. Good job, Steve. That is the correct answer. (laughs) All right. Back here on Inside Black and Gold, I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. And because we have one more week where we can definitely talk about it, let's talk about it. The Saints are still in the playoff hunt. Their 2% chance is still a 2% chance. (laughs) The Cardinals had such a prime opportunity to help the Saints out and did not. You know, it's, it's really frustrating. It sure does feel like the Saints never get help from other teams. Ever. 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 Even when it's like, oh, Look, Rams are up by 13 in the second half. Like, yeah, we're definitely getting to the playoffs. Nope, going to blow nope. that. The Cardinals are up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, of course they're going to blow that. Of course they're going to blow that. Why wouldn't they? Um, and, you know, it's like the Saints didn't need that. But it, if the Cardinals had won that game, this whole, like, road to the playoffs would feel a lot different. Because you saw what the Panthers did to the Lions. Like, the Panthers are playing good football right now. I think uh, Dan Campbell came off the field and, like, told Steve Wilkes, Wilkes, like, damn, that was an ass beating you just gave us. <laughs> like, <laughs> talking about a team that's playing hard for a guy, you know, like, there's no reason that you that you shouldn't think that the Panthers can go down to Tampa and possibly win that game. Now, will they be favored? Probably not. But, you know, like, it's not, like, crazy. It's not like maybe the Cardinals could upset them, which the Cardinals, a team that had literally nothing to play for other than J.J. Watt having his final home game, who <laughs> it was like he was playing for the Saints in that game. But... The Bucs did not lose, which means that the Saints now, in order to make the playoffs, they need to win their final two games and have the Bucs lose their final two games. Obviously, again, not a high percentage road, but it's at least simple. I, I've said this all week or all last week, and then I'm saying it again. Like Anytime you can look at your road and say, okay, you need to do this and you need to win your games and one another team needs to do one thing, then it's not crazy. You know, if the Saints needed the the Bucks and the Panthers and the Eagles and so and so and so and so on to lose, then that's something else. Like the Raiders technically have playoff hopes. I think it's like 0.09%. And it's like, yeah, they're not getting in. The Saints just have to hope that the Panthers put a looking on the Bucks, the Eagles lay another egg, and you're like, you can worry about week 18 when you get there, right? And so like, sure, the Falcons might not be a great bet to beat the Bucks, but if you're going into week 18 and you have a chance, I'd take that. 
Yeah, I mean, going back to the Panthers, they've been pretty impressive considering, obviously, you got rid of your head coach. Their quarterback carousel has been like the Saints, you know, last year of how many QBs they've had to deal with. They got rid of their star running back. You got rid of a top receiver. And, yeah, they're they're still playing hard. I give a lot of credit. I don't know. It seems to rotate from week to week, whether it's the Foreman or Hubbard in the run game that's really been impressive. Um, Well, and it's like you can look at it, and a lot of times you'll see results like this where a team's playing hard and the other team has nothing to play for, right? That's not the case last week. The Lions had everything to play for. The Lions were 7-7. and Like, they're still in the playoff hunt. A win there would have been like the hottest team in football. Pump the brakes. (laughs) Right. And they beat them up. Like they didn't just beat them. Like they were up like 33 to seven. They put, put a beat down on them. And you know, like the bucks have been playing like apps to use a Mike Dettelier term, absolute horse hockey (laughs) the last few weeks. And I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Panthers are favored in that game. They probably should be, they probably should be one or two point favorites. And then, yeah, a matchup against the last game of the year, Atlanta. A young quarterback still trying to find his way. They're, you know, the team's yeah. going to be playing hard around him. And, that, you know, the running back in Algier has been impressive. So, yeah, the, the Bucks don't have the easiest uh, road to close it out. It's just for New Orleans to be able to pull out now four straight to close out the year. I mean, it sounds like a, a hell of a, a fairy tale story kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, worst case scenario, it's like it'd be cool to get to week 18 knowing you had a chance. Yeah. Right? right. So you like a chance still, right? And, and, like, yeah, if you made the playoffs and you got blown out in the first round by the Cowboys or whatever, like, would that – it's like that wouldn't be worse. No. Whereas, like, at least having some sort of, like, positive momentum. Um, and, like, if you win your final four games, like I said this in the first segment, I don't care. If you win your final four games, that's good. Like that is a team that's finally finding its footing and you're going to go forward in the next season feeling a lot better about what this team can do. And you're also going to ruin that Eagles draft pick. The one thing that, so obviously the cards didn't win uh, and that's frustrating. But the other thing that happened that is actually, that really makes this road for the Saints feel a lot more difficult is the Eagles lost. Then they lost to the Cowboys. And that's significant because an Eagles win would have clinched the NFC East and it would have clinched a top seed for them, which would have meant they'd go into week 17 with nothing to play for beyond, obviously, the draft pick. But that's not going to, you know, p- players on the field aren't going to be, like, extra motivated, right? They're they're going to play like a team that knows they have nothing to play for. And anyone who's, like, Jalen Hurts, for example, like, he might play this week because they need to win this week. But if they didn't have anything to play for, you would 100% be seeing Gardner Minshew. <laughs> and so that's that makes it more difficult for the Saints, for sure. Well, I think we mentioned this too, even though with with Gardner Minshew running the show for them, they they still put up a bunch of points against yeah. Dallas. The defense just didn't, didn't end up stopping anybody in that scenario. And turnover, turnovers suddenly for Philadelphia have become a lot more pre- prevalent uh, since the start of the season when they were so stingy with the football. Suddenly now, towards the end of the, the year, I guess as things have been getting colder, they've been coughing up things a lot more. Yeah, and you like if you're the Saints, you are you're game planning for Gardner Minshew, and you're really hoping you see Gardner Minshew because <laughs> Jalen Hurts has has just beaten the shit out of them in the last two seasons. Like he just has been really, really good, and you know his passing numbers haven't been anything spectacular in those two games, two wins by the Eagles, thirty for fifty four for three hundred and fourteen yards and a touchdown. That's it, passing, but he hasn't turned it over. 
And the, the numbers you look at, 36 carries for 175 yards and three touchdowns. All three of those rushing touchdowns came in 2021. And it's like, that's the type of thing that this team probably can't handle. But with Minshew in there, and the Saints have faced Minshew before, if you go back to 2019 with the Jaguars, his rookie season, that was one of the Teddy Bridgewater games. They went into Jacksonville and won 13-6. to Gardner Minshew went 14 for 29, 163 yards and interception. So like they've, they've faced him before. They have an idea of what he's going to look like. And they have a whole game where they can go back and, and, and look at film to see what they're going to try to do with him. So if you're the Saints, you, you feel like you have a much better chance with Minshew in there. One thing to keep in mind is they could technically activate Sam Johnson for this game. I don't know if they're Maybe, going to. Who knows? Could be. <laughs> I think Nick Sirianni talked about it. Let's. I, I, this is the first time I'm going to hear it. So okay, let's, yeah, uh, definitely. There's a pos- There's a chance. Jake Gardner but- Johnson is uh, eligible to return for this next game. Do you expect him to practice? And when he does come back, is that a possibility of him playing in, in the nickel corner spot? Yeah, first first of all, we got to see, you know, see with everything how everything's healing in there and that's a, that's that's a little bit harder one to um track, right? Because you can't just you can't just you, you got to go in there and see, right? You got to get the cat scans and do everything you got to do to see how everything's healing in there. So, um we'll we'll see. We'll see where he is and again with all these guys, right? As much as we want these guys to play, it's always about their health first and and their long-term health uh for the player. Um and, and same thing here, especially with something like Chauncey's going through. It'll always be about where he is um, and how, you know, because that, that's something you don't mess around with. Um, and so when he's healthy, he'll go. We'll see. We'll find out more as, as he gets some of these tests done. Um, just because he's eligible to return doesn't necessarily mean he will, um, even though I know he'll want to. And, um, again, all these guys are going to want to. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, that's going to be something that, that, that we're just waiting for some of the results back and when he, when he does get those tests. He's dealing with yeah. a similar injury to Marshawn Lattimore uh, with a kidney injury. And we're seeing how long it's taking him to come back, yeah. not just from being cleared to get on the field, but just we've talked about this, of being able to take a hit, uh, mm-hmm. dealing with that severe of an internal injury along with some rib, you know, damaged ribs. It's just something that you you have to be extra careful with. And the Saints have been maintaining that with, with Lattimore for sure. Yeah, and I think the Eagles are going to have to play this safe too because Absolutely. I don't think you can trust CJ's word for it in this situation because he wants to play the Saints. Like he oh, no wants doubt. to be back for this game and he might not be the most responsible narrator of his own health and how his body is feeling because he wants very badly to be on the field for this game. So like, I think this, the Eagles are aware of that and they're going to have to listen to the doctors very closely. I would be very surprised if he gets on the field. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back at practice, but I would be surprised if he, if he is back on the field uh, playing for the Eagles on Sunday. I would like to hang out on the Eagles sideline watching the game with CJ and just you're listening good. to him. Yes, so you're going to be there. If he is there on the field, I expect you to be on the Eagles side and like relaying what he's saying back to everybody. I just, yeah, just be way more interesting. Let, let my mic capture the magic that's yeah. coming out. That's going to be way more interesting than anything that happens on the Saints sideline. It's just like a running feed, uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson's, who he's going at. I, I am curious because he's going to go after somebody, right? He's going to trash talk somebody if he's out there. And I'm curious who it would be. Would it be the secondary? Would it be a Marshawn? Probably be an offensive player. You know, would it be – because was, was he going to trash talk Chris Olave? Like, it'd probably be Traquan. I could see him <laughs> and Kamara having a good little spat. Also, like, Cam Jordan going back and forth. Yeah, yeah I could see Cam. I could see Cam – but Kamara doesn't really talk, you know, like when have you ever seen Kamara go at it with somebody? You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't think he does. You I know, just figured maybe he was someone that'd be running towards the sideline and gets into it. You know, Chauncey's up in his ear kind of thing. Yeah, but they don't. He won't chirp. Like Kamara doesn't chirp. You know, if you still had Mike Thomas, one hundred percent, absolutely would be him. But like, it's like like we've talked to Rashid a few times. Rashid is not going to be chirping. Like that is not in his DNA. <laughs> like Rashid is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> like he's going to be like, oh, CJ, great to see you. <laughs> he just he just takes out opposing defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, like he he'll beat you on the field, but he's not going to be the guy that's like talking to you. You know, he's not he's not Des Bryant. He's not Mike Thomas. He's not. He's not one of those guys. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be Andy Dalton. Maybe it'll be Dennis Allen will be yelling across too. That's going to be tough because they're never going to be on the same side of the field. To, <laughs> to, like players on the field will inevitably end up near the Eagles sideline. So he'll be able to like, you know, waiting. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I guess we can keep getting into this. So the Eagles will be giving it every ounce of like, there's no question of their motivation anymore. And that's kind of why I say like, they just lost their off, uh, one of their key offensive linemen though, too. So, I mean, they're, they're Johnson, pretty banged yes. up. Yeah. But I just in the sense that you're going to get their a game. Sure. That is definitely going to happen because you know, the, the Eagles, you know, they, they not only do they need to win to clinch, you know, the top seed, if they lose and the Cowboys win, that means that they would go into week 18, not only not being able to rest players, they would go into week 18 with the possibility that they lose the NFC East. After because, all that, right. Yeah, after dominating, after like not losing a game until like week, tw- like, you know, be, what, what were they, 11 and one until, or 12 and one prior to last week, 13 and one even. Like after all that to not even host a playoff game, that would be brutal. But if so, Cowboys are 11 and four. 11 and four, and the Eagles are 13 and two. So, the, the the Cowboys are kind of in the same boat as the Saints are in terms of winning the division. They need to win out. They need to win their final two games. And the Eagles need to lose their final two games. But, like, if you're the Cowboys, you ha- you're playing with house money because you're in the playoffs either way. If you're the Eagles, you're like, man, we are going to lose a lot. If we don't get a bye, if we don't get a home game, like, that's a huge swing. That's like when the Saints went 13-3 and three and, they, and they ended up playing in the wild card round despite being tied for the best record with two other teams that both got buys, right? I was actually thinking about it today. The last time the Saints played a meaningless, quote-unquote, meaningless game was uh, week 17 against the Panthers in, like, what, the 2018 season? Teddy Bridgewater started. That was his first start. And, like, Kyle Allen started for the Panthers and beat the Saints. It was a meaningless game. Like, nobody played. And, like, that's the last time the Saints have played a meaningless game on either side of it, on either being eliminated or already having your spot tied up, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, you're talking about what? What is that? A five year run, right? So, like, 20, I think 2017 was that season. I think it's 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. So, you're going on five seasons without meaningless game, quote unquote, meaningless game. And you could have that if you lose to the Eagles this week. So, like, it's, I think it's interesting. No, the fact that the team has always been one that has been, you know, in playoff contention, man, even though seven and nine years or no, it could, could that was have been. before that. That was before, right? right. So like, yeah, that was the, the seven and nine years were preceding that. 
Yeah, and there were definitely some meaningless games in those seasons. But that's why, like, that's why it's kind of kind of interesting. It's like you didn't, ha- you haven't had one of those in like five years. And I mean, I think, and even like the thirteen and three season, in a lot of instances, you would be resting in the final week because you were clinched. But the Saints never got that luxury. No, it's easy to look back now, obviously, and seeing how things unfolded this season, and be like, oh, yeah, Vegas was right. But yeah, Vegas saw this all along. They're right on it. Team from this transition and we kind of like mock them for it. There's one other scenario that I think is worth mentioning. If the saints lose to the Eagles and their season is effectively done, the Panthers beat the Bucks. The saints will go into week 18 knowing that they control the Bucks destiny because if the Bucks beat the Falcons, which odds are they will, the Panthers will have to beat the saints to win the division. Now, the Saints have nothing to play for. And I, I would much prefer not letting Tom Brady get into the playoffs because I'm that much of a troll. And like, so I'm the guy who's like, nah, you're not going to give up a game. You're not going to tank, whatever. In that instance, I'd be tempted. Like if, if the Saints had a young quarterback to play, I'd put him in, you know, like, but they don't have that. But like, so like, okay, yeah, this is the Eno Benjamin game, right? You know, you're, you're sitting down, Chris Olave. You've already seen what you need from him. Kirk Merrick, go in there, show me what you can do, right? Like that's, how I would play that game if I'm the Saints. Uh, and it would be so funny for the, like, like even if this season sucks, whatever, at least they get to, like, troll Tom Brady at the end of it. That would be interesting just to see some of the, you know, those names that we haven't uh, obviously seen many snaps for or any at all during the season. But, yeah, there is no Ian Book to to insert there to, to like, let's see what you got, kiddo. That is the frustrating part of it. Like, you would like to have that. But, like, yeah, you could say, okay, this is the, you know, Benjamin game. Penning starting at left tackle. Alante Taylor is starting on the outside. You know, you're going to call up Kirk Merritt, let him start at wide receiver. You know, I'm sure there are a few others that you could that you could look at. But, yeah, like, that's how I would play that game. But it's, like, very similar to – and we mentioned this in terms of the Falcons doing it to the Saints. It'd be very similar to the Giants in 2020 where the Eagles – had a really good chance to win that game and they pulled Jalen Hurts in the second half and they were clearly tanking it. And that's why the Giants missed the playoffs and, and Washington got in with a seven and nine record. And so, you know, it's it's just kind of funny to think about like the Saints could be in that scenario this time next week. And I, it would be funny to see how they handle it because the Saints are a team that like you look at the teams like, OK, what which teams would have nothing to play for and still win? And the Saints historically, I think, would be that team because they're not going to go in the tank and it's just not in their DNA. But in this case, I think you would. Yeah, it's hard to really imagine, though. Yeah, I couldn't imagine them, quote-unquote, tanking. There'd have to be, from the player's standpoint, if somebody's playing, they're playing to win. You're not going out there and saying, we're trying to lose this game, (laughs) right? But you're not playing Alvin Kamara, right? Because it makes no sense. Like, you're not going to get Alvin Kamara injured in the final game of the season. Same thing with Chris Olave. Heck, even Rashid Jaheed, maybe you don't play him. Maybe you just have him do returns and like you, you, you have Trevor Penning start to get his first career start, right? Like that sort of thing. And like, that'll probably lose you a game naturally, but that's a good thing because you get these guys experience. And so that's kind of where I, where I'd see it. Yeah. I'm all about obviously giving, I've, I've been wanting to see more opportunities for some of the, some of the guys like a Kirk Merritt kind of deal. We've seen so much from him that was impressive in training camp. I'll say obviously, which is a whole different beast even than the preseason but you know you keep waiting to see that little bit of flash that I guess you've seen from the training camp practices translate into the NFL for some of the guys that you're I guess you quote unquote are rooting for 
Yeah. And you're going to want that information come next season, right? Like that's going to be information that you would like to have in your back pocket. Like you would like to know what it looks like to start Trevor Penning. You would like to know what it looks like in an actual competitive setting. Same thing for, you know, Benjamin and stuff like that. But what, yeah, what are we going to anyway. do with defensive end? That's a good question. Peyton Turner, I still like, He's a, he seems like a, a question mark every week. And we used to have that with Davenport too. But Davenport, I thought, had a pretty good game in, in Cleveland. Yeah, he's just been, he just hasn't been productive rushing the passer in this tough, you know, maybe that, maybe it's going to allow the Saints to retain him at a reasonable number. You know, maybe that's what, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he'll sign it, a, a shorter term deal to kind of increase his stock, but I don't know. I, I feel like the pressure has been there and I thought, it, I think his run defense has been fairly, fairly decent. Yeah, it's just the sack number that hasn't been there, but uh, like no, at the end of the day, when you're a defensive end, that number is important um, to teams when they're looking to sign him. Like when you're talking about signing a guy and saying, "Well, we're going to pay him 18 million dollars a season," you, you, you got to have a number in that column. No, no one's giving him Trey money. Yeah. All right, let's wrap that segment up. We've been going along, um, and we'll come back to answer the question: Is this a good defense? Stick around on Inside Black. 